Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the director for See How They Run. Tom George. Victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. And then he was deposited here. Staged, so to speak. Sorry, sir. How much longer do you intend to hold us all hostage? Or is that the idea? Gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery is solved? Marvin Cochranar's overrated playwright. Celebrated playwright? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I can't read me on handwriting. There was an incident. I'll kill you. <gasps> it's as good as a confession. It's not jumpy conclusions, constable. What do we have here? <laughs> Working late, huh? He killed Kopernik to hush up the affair. Case closed. I'm doing it again, aren't you, sir? Jumping to conclusions. Okay. Yeah. You've never heard of Richard Attenborough. A real-life detective. I understand that you came to blows the night in question. It was me, Inspector. I arrest you for the murder of Leo no, Kopernik. No, no. We have a serial killer on the loose. He keeps the key ah! under the mat. We are no longer merely suspects. We are also potential victims. So what did he do that made you suspicious? It wasn't so much what he did, it was more the way he did it. How did he do it? Sort of. Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here. Hey, I'm excited to talk with you because this is your feature directorial debut for See How They Run. Yeah. And I'm sure my audience is going to want to know a little bit about you. So can you just tell me like a little bit of background on what led you to directing this project? It's a great question. <laughs> a lot of people are asking it, Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I had at the time when I sort of came to read the script for the first time, I had just completed the final season of a show called This Country, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is what was a BBC mockumentary comedy um, about two cousins who live in a tiny village in the middle of rural England. Um, and uh, kind of nothing happens uh, in, the, in the sort of most fun kind of a way. Um, so, um, that show, which starred among other people, Charlie Cooper, who, uh, appears in this film, mm-hmm. um, was, I, I think kind of the key to me getting involved in this project as like, while they don't seem like, uh, obvious bedfellows or, uh, comps to each other, I think they've got some interesting, uh, interesting similarities, 
um, both character comedies, of course, but both have this meta element uh, of story and comedy on top of them. In the mockumentary, of course, you've got the mockumentary form and how that plays with story and comedy in the piece. Um, and obviously here uh, in See How They Run, it's a murder mystery, but in many ways, it's also a film that's about murder mysteries. So there's a kind of, there's a similar dynamic going on. Um, that's the short version, Matt. Was it long enough? No, that was perfect. <laughs> Spot on. Uh, so it's a murder mystery, or as Leo Kopernick says, it's a whodunit. And if yes. you've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> when you make a statement like that, and I know that's part of the screenplay, when you make a statement like that that early, you better be showing somebody something that they haven't seen before <laughs> in this movie then. So my question to you is, how do you tread that fine line between basically paying homage, but also trying to make it something unique? Yeah, the way I think of it is that hopefully it's a film for fans of murder mysteries, but it's also a film for people who wouldn't usually go to a murder mystery, mm-hmm. maybe even look down their nose a bit at a murder mystery, you know? And that's a tricky balance. That's a tricky kind of needle to thread because you don't want to be, um, you, you, you can't be looking down on the genre. It's a celebration of it in many ways, of the murder mystery, but not just the murder mystery, the thriller, the, the cinematic thriller as well, film noir, um, all, all those things are in there. Um, so yeah, it was that was part of the excitement of it for me was um, how there's this layer of, uh, meta storytelling and comedy um but that's on top of this um character comedy you know and and this story rich character comedy if you don't have that you can't have all the extra sort of um meta elements in play because you know that's that's i think in the right balance it's like great extra fun and extra um texture but Mm -hmm. it you can only build it on like the usual stuff, which is like hopefully great characters and a and a compelling story at the heart of it, and a great sure. relationship at the heart of it. You know, really, I think of it as the story of a partnership. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of mystery, but it's really about can these two detectives come together and and uh, and crack this case? And yeah. you know, obviously having Sam and Sersha just like opened that all up for us. And there's a lot of comedy in this movie, as you mentioned uh, before. I'm curious to know when the cameras aren't rolling. Who in the cast is making everyone laugh the most? Mm. Good question. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good question. I'll tell you, the days we laugh the most, that were two types of day. One were the big ensemble days um, at uh, particularly the the sort of finale of the film where lots share. of yeah. come together. Um, those are the sort of giddy days where you're trying to just get everyone. They're all sort of by then acting like naughty school kids and it's like everyone's playing <laughs> for ourselves. So just trying to sort of marshal that was a challenge. But the other days where we'd laugh the most was the, the three-handers, with um, which I love, with um, Sam and Sersha and Tim Key, who plays the commissioner, Commissioner yeah. Scott. Um, Tim is such a funny guy 
um, and is such a funny, you know, iconic actor. Those days, and, and, you know, he's only ever in those three hangers with the two detectives. Those days, you know, he had us all in stitches and, and, um, and you know, Sam and Searcher just sort of fell in love with him. Um, yeah, so they were, they were a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting camera movements, editing transitions. There's split screen in this movie. It's very stylistically directed in a way that I thought was very dynamic. And I'm curious to know, um, you know, you're, you're obviously trying to make a statement, this being your first film. And while you are paying respect to the genre and its conventions, I'm curious mm. to know who your cinematic influences are, um, both mm. in general and also for telling this story. That's a great question. I think for me, um, the things that I went back to were films that were doing, working in similar tonal space, first and foremost, you know. Um, I'm always attracted to, as a cinema goer, to things that take two genres that might be slightly ill-fitting and find a way to, to do them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that would include um, Bong Joon-ho, for example. Uh, Mystery, um, uh, Memories of Murder was a... Yeah. A film that I went back to, you know, very different to this film, but at the same time, it's it's got some similarities. It's a police procedural, but it's also a sort of comic farce that's running through it as well. And he's the master, I think, of holding those two things and making making sure one doesn't undermine the other. That's, I think, always the danger when you have particularly comic elements in play. You play too heavily with the comic stuff and it undermines the stakes of the dramatic stuff altogether. So how do you keep those, those two things um, in play? Um, you know, obviously, um, the Cohen brothers, you know, Fargo, they're again, they're masters of that tonal, um, quick step to keep those, those kind of two things in play. Um, I'd also say Edgar Wright, you know, in a, in a sort of, um, you know, he's obviously incredibly visual storyteller, mm-hmm. but again, like so many of his things work in genre, but have a comic twist on the genre um which uh which certainly certainly is the case here and then sort of going further back it was like eating comedies for me were were a big reference point you know kind hearts and coronets being my favorite of them um it's the kind of film that we used to make a lot of here in the uk yeah big ensemble cast crime or dark elements to it but also a comic kind of big comic thread running through the piece um so yeah so those were all kind of key elements Almodovar like you know the post I, I noticed that in the background yep <laughs> so, I mean, like again like less direct and less easy to thread through possibly for an audience but again like you know films like Volver like there's 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 quite often comedy or comic elements in his piece, and I suppose above what sitting above all of those would be Alfred Hitchcock, who, who I think all probably all those filmmakers I've just mentioned, mm-hmm. be in their top influence, top five influences, right? Because, um, you know, I, th- I suppose I always think about Rear Window, and on the one hand, you've got one of his most compelling thrillers, but the character comedy stuff with um, Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart is like brilliant in that film, you know. Um, so balancing those two things was the challenge, but, um, but always like appeals to me. 
I want to make sure I phrase this uh, second to last question as delicately as humanly possible. <laughs> Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place. The sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Storyboards. Yeah. Uh, did you use them for this movie uh, to actually shoot the movie? Um, and and is there a, a, a cameo of sorts of actual storyboards in this movie? So the thing you very delicately like uh, stepping around that is like a is a spoiler basically, and I appreciate your. Delicate. And I'm trying to I'm trying to basically adhere to the mousetrap. I don't yeah. want to reveal the ending. <laughs> what we can say is that like uh, Leo Koponik, played by Adrian Brody, is a Hollywood director, and um, there's a sequence where he pitches uh, his sort of um, his version of the movie that he's trying to make. Yes. Yeah, so um, did we so, so did we storyboard? Um, are you thinking of that sequence in particular? Or? I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the whole movie in general. And if you did, are those storyboards the storyboards that you did? Uh, I see. Okay, we storyboarded um, a large number of sequences within the mm-hmm. film, but not the entire movie. Gotcha. Um, so we, you know, I suppose did what's quite typical these days, which is we, you know, the, the particularly technical sequences or action sequences, um, car sequences, anything where um, you've got a particularly little amount of time uh, and lots of moving parts. Um, but also some sequences where there was something quite specific to be designed with camera, um, those would uh, get storyboarded as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually... Um, no, our storyboard artists did not do the storyboards um, of the uh, uh, it, of what uh, Leo's holding on camera. Yeah, he, what he did was, and um, he's an absolutely fabulous um, storyboard artist. He did the, but he has his own particular style that just feels a little too contemporary. So um, we used his boards that he did do for us as the framework, and the art department then created something that felt more period um, authentic. I love that. In fact, they went to, um, you, you'll probably seen the very famous, the Alfred Hitchcock storyboards for the birds, mm-hmm. like the, um, the uh, you know, out there on the internet for people to look up. And um, it's just a sort of um, old school take on the storyboard, which isn't, which is slightly more of the period. Um, they're slightly more, artful in a way they're all like pencil they're more like pencil sketches almost um and so we wanted to get that sort of period feel into them so it was ultimately something created by the art department off the original um storyboards well production design costumes all first rate in this movie you have hank williams playing in this just to take (laughs) us out so it's like the cherry on top tom i thank you for the time can you tell us what you have upcoming next in the future 
Yeah, um, Mark Chappell and I are currently working on a on a script for a new project, which um, we're excited about. Um, Co-writing together this time. Um, we met through this project. We'd never worked together before, um, but very quickly realised we have a kind of shared sensibility. Um, and you know, I'm a big collaborator, and um, so Mark was involved all the way through the project, right the way through posters. We continued to, you know sweet little bits of script and voice over mm -hmm. here and there went and um i loved working with him so um hopefully we'll get to do it again that's awesome love hearing that and i can't wait to see what the future holds for both of you especially after having seen this film so congratulations and i look forward to seeing more from you in the future thanks so much man and thanks for having me all right take care see ya Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to my interview with the director for See How They Run, Tom George, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. See How They Run is now currently playing in theaters from Searchlight Pictures. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.